Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Tuesday, September 16th, 2014. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Today's episode is sponsored by Holly, the Wacky Redhead at wackyredhead.com. It's all about your soul purpose. I have been, I've been crazy busy, which is, well, it's kind of crazy weird. And I'm always busy, but for some reason, the past couple weeks, it just seems overabundant crazy busy. So yes, this is a day late, again. <laughs> um, when my Monday mornings are interrupted by appointments and um, people stopping by and whatnot, it throws off my entire week. I'm a Taurus, and I like schedules, nice little compartments of time where I do certain things. And when those compartments get disrupted, it really just throws me off completely. So I was thrown off yet again this week, but I'll try to do better <laughs> next week. I can't promise, but I'm going to give it, going to give it a shot. Um, I've added yet another website to my rapport, uh, twinflamesoulmate.com is me. Um, there is a twinflamesoulmates.com that is not me. So if, if you if you go to twinflamesoulmate.com and you see a comment about Bill or Ben 2 or Ian 2, then you're going to know it's it's me. Um, I'm sectioning off everything still and I hope to be able to concentrate on my main site which is alleythees.com this weekend. Knock on wood, I get the chance to do it because uh, now that I've changed everything around. It needs a little TLC. It needs a little loving from the mama. So I'm hoping to be able to work on that. Uh, Red Hot 180 is open. The program is open. 28 days to take your sex drive from boring to red hot. Uh, it's for ladies. Sorry, gentlemen. It's for ladies only. So give it a, give it a look. It's Red Hot 180. 180 is the actual number. Dot com. Um, the URL should be in the show announcement of today's episode. Um, the program will be open to um, be a part of till, where's my calendar, uh, the 24th, October 24th, and then the program starts on the new moon on the 25th. The early bird and the early bird specials, they are, they're only around until the 19th, so what, three days from now. And then those specials, and there's, there's some goodies in there, flower essences, an extra hour, extra half an hour with me, and a few more things. So check it out, and if it's not something you're interested in, if you could pass it on to one of your friends, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Now the Universal Life Expo is coming up October 25th and 26th, booth 202. I'll be speaking on Sunday from 3.30 to 4.40 about establishing and nurturing soul connections. Maybe the book will be done by then. At the rate I'm going, I can't really promise anything, but one could hope. And speaking about hope, um, the topic tonight, I'm going to talk about the soulmate shuffle. Now, what I'm talking about when I say soulmate shuffle is that you are married to or in, in a partnership with a person you consider to be a soulmate. And this relationship goes fine for a while and then it's kind of starting to go downhill and then somebody else shows up and he or she seems like huh a soulmate so what do you do 
<laughs> what do you do? Do you interchange one soulmate for another? You know, it's like, uh, do I interchange this green grass for that green grass? What do you do? Because you get torn. Soulmates, you obviously have a past life or past lives with this individual. So the energy is strong. Now, when people are with one person that they call soulmate and another person shows up that they call soulmate, they are confused because they think they can only have one soulmate, which would not be the case. You can only have one twin flame, your other half. Person is literally your other half. Everybody else that's part of your soul circle are soulmates. So you can have, uh, God, in your soul cluster, there's an extra four. In your soul um, family, it's an extra 23. So there are many soulmates and soul loves that you can enter into. Okay. That's the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame. A twin flame, there's only one. One and one only. And if you have a twin flame relationship, if you are in a, in a, in a romantic relationship with your twin flame, you don't question it. If somebody really cool shows up and, and you, you kind of got that, that pull towards them and maybe that love and feeling kind of shows up, but you don't go there. And you don't have to because you're with your twin flame. When you're with your twin flame, um, it just, it works. Whether you are in a romantic relationship or a friendship or your siblings, the relationship just works. You don't have to ask anybody about it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to overthink it. It just works. Soulmates, they don't always work. <laughs> you know, soulmates, I just ate a bug. Ah, for the love of Pete. Yuck. What's a bug doing flying around my office? I've just been grossed out. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even have any water. Ugh. Okay. So, but soulmates come in and out of your life uh, for purposes. Each soulmate has a different purpose. Some soulmates show up to give you a swift kick in the ass and get you going down a path. Other soulmates are there to comfort and love you. Other soulmates show up to challenge you. You know, the connections with all the soulmates are going to be strong. They're going to be very strong. So it's easy to mistake that, that strength for that person being your forever love. You know, again, a forever love that meshes well and you don't have to question yourself or question that other person is a twin flame. Soulmates also can fall into that same nice pattern, uh, but it's it doesn't go as comfortably as a twin flame. Okay, because a twin flame is a soulmate, but only one soulmate is a twin flame. If you can, if that makes sense to you. Now, what do you do? <laughs> you know, I've heard this from my guides, Joshua and Selena, many times. Many times I've channeled and I've looked back and I've had past life regressions and, and whatnot. And the act of being in a monogamous relationship is something that was invented by religion, by the legal system, um, and by, well, 
I guess, I don't want to say people, because no kidding, but people like to put labels on things. People like to put things in nice, neat little boxes to organize us. So being with somebody and being able to call him or her boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, partner, um, BFF with benefits, you know, sex slave, whatever you want to call them. Um, we like to give labels and those labels tend to lead to monogamy. Now the way we're designed, the way humans are actually designed is we're not designed to be monogamous. We're not men or women. You know, men like to spread their seed everywhere and have as many babies as possible. Women like to have the seed of the strongest or the smartest men. That way it provides good offspring. That's how we're wired. You know, we're not wired to be with one person for our entire stay on this earth this time around, or next time around, or the time before. We're designed to mix it up with whomever it is we're supposed to be with at that time so that we uncover that part of ourself our soul that we need to uncover to move on to the next step when i was both times i was married i believe both ex-husbands were in my soul circle they're pretty far out in the soul circle but in soul circle just the same and well, at the time of getting divorced of both of them, I looked at, when I was at the divorce part of both, I looked back at the marriages as being a huge ass mistake, but putting distance between and being older and a bit more mature and a bit more wise in a lot of different areas, I realized that neither one was a mistake ever. Um, they were both learning experiences, most certainly. I uncovered stuff about me I never would have uncovered, probably had I not been with either one of those two. So in a way, I should say thank you to both. I probably won't. They will look at me like you're insane. Um, but uh, ex-husband two, obviously I still see it because he's my son's father. Um, ex-husband one, anytime I've ever tried to communicate with him, um, I think he's on wife three now. and. People feel, in that circle, they feel very threatened when he and I speak for any reason. So we'll speak for a while, and then he'll just, he'll block me from everything and then not speak for a while. And it's always been assumed by me that it's, he's doing that because his wife is uh, very upset that he's speaking to me. And of course she has a say, and he should go along with what she desires. But I'm, <laughs> I'm never a threat. I'd like to tell her that. Uh, she'd speak to me, but I don't think she would. Um, I don't know how to off tangent. I do that quite a bit, don't I? And it's late. It's going on 10 o'clock now. I usually do this in the morning after I've had coffee. So now I'm sleepy on top, and I ate a bug on top of everything else. Um, so what do you do? You know, you allow people to go in and out of your life. But what's important to note, and I've said this to thousands of people over the last few decades. Never leave a person for a person. You don't want to leave Rick for Tom. You just don't. Now, if you think Tom would be a good partner for you, and you don't want to be with Rick anymore, leave Rick. Be by yourself for a bit. It could be, it should be at least six months. And then if the six months time is up, then go with Tom. 
95% of the time, this isn't 100%, but 95% of the time, if you leave one person for another person, the second relationship falls apart at some point in time. Okay, because when you're with one and look at the other, the other is the grass, you know, the grass is green on the other side. And then when you get with the person, you realize, hey, the grass is the same damn color, no matter where I'm at. And this applies as well to soulmates. You know, with soulmates, we all have this connection. We all have this core that we all came from. So there are going to be some similarities between the soulmates. No two are going to be exactly alike, but there will be some similarities between them. So while you go from one soulmate to another, I mean, it's entirely possible that basically you're just interchanging or doing the, the soulmate shuffle. You're exchanging one for the other. Maybe you're still learning, if you're still learning the, or not learning, if you're still uncovering the same part of you by going with one soulmate, then going to the other soulmate, the second soulmate, the relationship there is going to be just the same as it was in the first soulmate, if you're still trying to uncover the same thing. It gets confusing, doesn't it? Yeah. So the bottom line is, yeah, soulmates can come in and out. It happens a lot to people. Um, but just try not to leave one soulmate for another directly. Have a time in between where you can think and be on your own. And really make sure that taking the next step and going with this next soulmate is what you want to do. Is in your best interest. Because not all the time it is. You know? The other soulmate might look like chocolate. When in fact, he or she could be, you know, fake chocolate like Hershey now uses in their candy bars. Very disappointing. So anyways, that is the soulmate shuffle. Think about it. This happens, I get this a lot from people. Now, the sponsor for tonight is Holly, the wacky redhead. If you ever listen to the Alley Thief show with me, Holly was on with me quite a bit as my spunky little co-host. Um, she can be found at the wackyredhead.com, wackyredhead.com, and her Facebook page is Holly the Wacky Redhead. All that stuff is put in the show notes, and she's offering um, this really cool message for you guys. It's called Three Little Things, and she's only she's offering for twenty bucks. It's a great deal. It's an email-only message where Holly's going to tell you the three steps you can take to move in the direction of your sole purpose. I think that's pretty flippin' cool. Because we all want to know why we're here. So why not get the steps you need to get, need to know, in order to get to that sole purpose? Now normally this reading will be about 30 bucks, but she's offering exclusively to you guys for 20 before she puts it on her web website, wackyredhead.com. Send her an email at readings at wackyredhead.com to request it and this offer is good until October 5th, 2014. Again, all that stuff is in the show notes. Now the holistic item of the week is the rose quartz. I like rose quartz. I in fact have, <laughs> I have a very large rose quartz sitting next to my bed. And when I read here the different items it's good for, um, you may chuckle and say, well, it doesn't surprise us you have a big rose quartz sitting there. So, magically, where's my little, I had a bookmark about magically for rose quartz. Um, this poor book of mine. 
Magically, a rose quartz, uh, the energy is receptive, and it's used to stimulate love and to open the heart chakra, open your heart energy. It attracts love. To attract love, wear a heart-shaped rose quartz. Its magical ap applications include promoting peace, happiness, and fidelity in established relationships. So, magically, if you want to attract love to you, a good love, a long-lasting love, rose quartz is your baby. Now, the other things that rose quartz are really, really good for, <laughs> um, it's a stone of love, tenderness, and sensuality. Uh -huh. The stone's soft rose color gives off a gentle vibration that contrasts within the hardness of the mines and the men that work them. Australian sorcerers make a powerful sacred water out of the stone. They call it liquefied quartz. They consider this liquid to be pancreatic, a powerful aura of magic emanates from the quartz, especially from rose quartz, with its sometimes carnal reflections. Huh. Um, it's an effective deoxification de agent. Rose quartz was long considered a universal antidote to poison, but it actually heals the physical problems connected to emotional wounds. A rose quartz necklace will soothe the cardiac problems due to the pain of a lost love. A powerful aphrodisiac, this stone also stimulates the sensual imagination. Can you say dream sex? <laughs> As I sleep with this big puppy sitting next to me. Uh, rose quartz produce blisters if you rub them lightly with a polished stone. You can also diminish the appearance of unsightly scars. Now the zodiac correspondence, the quartzes, all the quartzes, you know, regular clear quartz, smoky quartz, rose quartz, are universal stones that relate to all signs. They represent human destiny in general. However, rose quartz will strengthen the romantic adore um, of those born under the sign of Taurus. Thank you very much. This stone will also strengthen Libra's determination. Bill is a Libra. Yes, he is. So yeah, I have a big old stone rose quartz sitting next to my bed that's supposed to make me, well, very sexual. Again, go figure. Um, I've always used rose quartz for love. I never really considered it a sexual stone, but again, it doesn't surprise me finding out that it actually is that as well, especially for a Taurus, which is me. So here we are at the end. Thank you for hanging out with me until we got here. Um, I know it's, it's kind of late for me doing this, so I'm tired and kind of punchy and tend to you know, go off in different areas. I ramble. Yeah, let's just put it that way. I ramble, and I apologize if I rambled on too long this evening. But thanks for joining me for Ask Alley. If you like this episode, please rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have their aha moment. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at uh, com. And don't forget to visit Holly, the Wacky Redhead, to discover the three steps you need to take to get to your sole purpose. She can be found at wackyredhead.com. And if you want to find out more about me, uh, my personal website is alliethese.com. So until next Monday, knock on wood, it's next Monday. <laughs> I want you guys to have a fantastic week and take care of yourselves. We'll talk again soon. Bye.